0: The Insurance Coffee House is hosted by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies, brokers, and insurtechs in the UK and across the United States, attracting and retaining the most successful leaders to your insurance business. To find out more, visit insurance-search.com. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and be inspired by the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Insurance Coffee House podcast. Today, I am joined by Janine Tracy. Janine is the Chief People Officer at H&I Risk Services, and it's a pleasure to welcome her to the show today. Welcome to the show, Janine.
0: Thank you so much, Nick. I'm excited to be here.
1: Janine, really excited to have you on the show. appreciate we have been talking about this for a little while now, so really looking forward to hearing more about H&I and also the career that you've had there at the company and previous to that. Before we get onto that, though, as we are in the insurance coffee house this morning, I know it's, it's still quite early in the morning over there in wisconsin for you what's your go-to coffee of choice today
0: so i like to go to a little shop outside of our town and it's called a honeybee mine latte it's honey and vanilla made into a latte super sweet (laughs) sounds
1: really sweet sounds really nice would you mind starting off by sharing with our listeners a little bit more about your career your personal career journey and what's brought you to where you are now as the chief people officer there at hni
0: very blessed with the opportunities that I've been able to have so far. Right out of college, started as an HR administrator with a management consulting firm. It was a smaller company. When I joined, it was probably 150, but we grew it to 250. With being in a smaller organization, I got so much exposure and experience that has really led me to probably where I am today. And that'll kind of be a theme as I go through my professional background. So did that for like seven years and was getting a little antsy. And of course, being young, you want to keep going, going, going. There was this pretty large customer service operations area that we were always dealing with in HR. And I was like, you know what? Again, being young, I can do this. Like, let me go try this. So went into the operations and led, I think it was like 50 some people in the customer service area. And I loved it because I had all this information of who the people already were, I already knew the business, but now I felt like I had this opportunity to shine a light on them and help them really be seen because of course, the salespeople got all the credit, right? So yeah, so I did that for a couple of years and then HR was calling me back because again, being young, I was like, oh gosh, what is this career path? I wanted and went to school for HR. I should probably get back into HR. So then I joined a firm that had quite a few companies throughout the United States. I was at corporate, that was a different feel for me. And one that I didn't really enjoy because I didn't get to interact with the employees. I was at corporate creating comp and benefit programs and then rolling it out to the HR people that were in the actual manufacturing plants and stuff. And I hung out and then I got a phone call from my very first HR manager. I have an opportunity that I think you'd be great for. And you need to go to this insurance company And you need to go create HR. Go create an HR department. They just broke off from a very large company and they got no one. Are you sure? Like, that sounds crazy. I don't know if I can do that. Interviewed with them, hit it off. It was United Heartland, which is part of the Accident Fund group. So I'm on a line work comp. And I started HR there. And that was super exciting. Built a team, had a great leadership team, started getting more involved with the Accident Fund. And then uh, we had new leadership come in because we had the president retire and then the whole leadership team left. What are we going to do? New leadership came in and I was doing HR and then they're like, hey, we have again almost this island of misfit toys that we need someone to kind of take over. Could you do that? I guess. Kind of bored in the HR space again. Let's try this. So went and created client relations, put in a, a risk management system did strategic planning, did advisory counsel. It was just a really cool experience to be back in the business and get HR at me versus pushing HR out to the individuals. Again, got AMC, had nine years in there and started talking to Mike Natalizio here, the CEO at HNI. i I had been aware of H&I and knew that they were a little bit different than most agencies in our area from working at United Heartland because of the advisory councils that I was interacting with the partners at agencies. So him and I talked for a good six months before I took the leap to come here and really take a different view of HR. You know, And he had the title director of people at the time. And I was like, cool. He gets it. He gets that it's not just compliance and rules. It's more about the culture. And yeah, I've been here going to be nine years In November, and been in HR the whole time. But being again, smaller agency operations, I've been dabbling in some of the operations too, as needed, which has been fun. And right now, being part of the AccraShare conglomerate, we are an agency partner and we're super excited to come together in our region and really unify the brand and take advantage of that AccraShare brand.
1: I'm sure you played a key role in the build up to that merger and the integration over that time as well. Janine, it's a great story. Really great to hear that career path. H&I, I know you've got quite a varied role there at H&I, and it'd be great to discuss that in a little bit more detail. Before we do that, would you mind giving our listeners a bit of a, an overview of where H&I is as a business now? We talked about that AccraShare merger a couple of years ago. Maybe if you could give our listeners an insight to where the business is now.
0: We joined forces with AccraShare about four years ago. We are currently a smaller regional agency, but one of the larger ones in the AccraShare platform. We have offices yeah. in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Michigan. Yeah. We're about 135 employees and about 35 million in revenue. It's been fun. And you know, we're going through this transformation right now that is exciting to really take our specialties, but also grab mm-hmm. everyone else's specialties and bring mm-hmm. them together. We do have a niche in trucking. So we're pretty well known in the trucking industry. And we do quite a bit of the PNC and employee benefits on that side. Too. And also, I should share, we do property and casualty employee benefits and some personal lines.
1: We've discussed before, your role is very much multifaceted there. And it's both internally focused, obviously, as a clear position, the chief people officer for the organization. In terms of that client-facing role that you have as well, maybe you can share a little bit more about that as well.
0: So that was also an attraction to come here because not only, as you said, do HR for the employees, but got to do what we call advisory for our clients. So we have a whole area advisory that some of your typical safety, loss control type of individuals with great expertise, but then we also get to do HR for our clients. So any client can call me with questions and I can help work through that. I've done some special projects as well with our clients and helping them be an extension of their HR department. So that's been fun to take what we've done here and share it with our clients. And we did a an HR roundtable too. Like Many times in companies that have 100 or less employees, there's an individual in that company that's wearing so many different hats and throw HR in there. And so we brought them together to do a roundtable, met monthly to just talk through some of those kind of basic concepts to set them up for success.
1: And I imagine that benefits both... The clients there because they're working with a HR leader who has hands on experience, current hands on experience as a chief people officer, executing on those strategies rather than as often can be the way is working with those consultants and advisors, you know, who are working with many different organizations and they don't often see the challenges sometimes that can come from the actual integration and the execution of those strategies. So I'm sure that's a real benefit. To clients. Do you also find that it helps you as well in your role as a CPO to see what's going on out there with other companies, see what some of the challenges are, maybe see what's working well for those businesses as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Much of my career has been in professional services, so I haven't had much exposure to all those other industries. I think it's humbling to see what some other individuals have to deal with on a daily basis. Some of the situations <laughs> that we get ourselves into and helping them work through that and you know, like any HR professional, when you're in it, you sometimes get, you're emotionally attached to the people or you have more information that maybe clouds your judgment. I love being able to come in as that neutral party and just hear mm. the facts and then help them work through that.
1: I think that's fantastic. And I think that's such a, a value add for those clients that you're working with both on PNC and on the benefits side of things. Talk a little bit more about the business now and HI as an organization. So Predominantly based up there, Wisconsin region with our offices as well. What are the plans ahead for the organization growth plans within those regions? Are you looking further afield? And how has that integration been with crucial?
0: Always looking to grow. Um, I think that's yeah. also something unique. All of our producers, it doesn't matter if they've been here 20 years or two years, they have a lofty goal that they have to reach mm. a new business each and every year because we have a very solid service team behind them that yeah. takes it and retains it so they can focus on new business. So always looking to grow double digits, which is super important to us. And then also now with Acresure, I think we're going to be able to grow even faster as we come together. You know, so we're already in four states in the Midwest. We're going to add six more to the Midwest and really bring us together to. Basically, solve any insurance issue or non insurance issue that yeah. a client has because AccraShare is going to be a fintech company. The aspiration we have title, we have mortgage, we have cyber, yeah. and it goes on yeah. and on. And so, you know, we're going to be able to really put a nice package together to help those companies not worry so much about maybe the things that someone else can worry about and they can focus on growing their own business.
1: I mean, it sounds like a great place to be right now and some great opportunities going forward. You mentioned earlier in our discussion around the fact that you'd heard that H&I do things a little bit differently. Could you talk a little bit more about that? I know that's something that's important to you. It's important to the business as well, very much about treating employees as adults and giving people the freedom to be successful. So would you mind talking a little bit more about that and how that attracted you to the company in the first place and how that's developed since then?
0: It's funny when I talk to candidates for the first time, they're always question at the end is always, what is your culture like? For some people, that's hard to explain, right? Like you hire family friendly, or we like to say it's a culture where you're an adult, we hire adults, we are in a professional services, and we're going to treat you like adults. And with that is that individual responsibility with freedom, but it's really being intentional and giving them the ability to do what they do best without Mm -hmm. maybe all this other stuff that gets in the way it's refreshing. It attracts people. It gets them intrigued of, oh my gosh, that's kind of what I'm looking for. You don't have micromanagers. You don't have performance reviews, stuff like that. And so that's our culture. That's something that we've continued to work on. It had started pre-me and then I just had the great advantage of continuing to refine it and do unique and different things. If you think back eight years ago, some companies were talking about unlimited PTO and, okay, how could that work? We've been doing it for eight years. We put it in eight years ago. That in itself shows how we treat each individual as an adult, right? Like You're going to know how much time you need to take off because your job is to take care of the client, take care of the team, and take care of yourself. So, get those all in order, work with the team, everybody covers one another and take the time that you need. And it's been a great program for us and obviously a great attraction tool too.
1: Is that something that you are very open during the interviews when you are looking to hire people? Are you looking for people with those personality traits which would be successful in an environment like that? Because it's not for everybody, right? You know, some people require that micromanagement. You know, there are definitely people out there who like, maybe that safety net there as well. So is that something that you really look for when you are bringing people into the organization?
0: Yeah, I mean, when we look for people, we're always looking to make sure that they had past successes. And so mm. past success tends to lead to future success. But when it comes to the unlimited PTO, they get excited about it. And then it kind of self-regulating. You get into mm-hmm. a team. Most employees here, when you're on like the service team, you're in a team of three or four people that's kind of your core heart and you're working closely with them and they just kind of figure it out. They aren't Mm, mm. shy about it. You know, when we first rolled it out, I would run reports about every quarter just to make sure nobody was the outlier taking (laughs) way too much or not taking enough because there is that psychological change of, I no longer have this bank that I earned. It's just Mm. kind of out there. And there are some people that are nervous about taking something that maybe they didn't earn. I can think of a couple of people we had to talk to, to either nudge them to take it, yeah. or he might yeah. want to slow down on taking some yeah. of that. And it self-corrected itself.
1: Give people this space. If you give people this, the freedom, treat them like adults. They will repay that in kind. And actually, it makes everybody's job a lot easier then, because you're not micromanaging. You're not spending your time explaining things, coming up with guidance and procedures around areas that don't need that. That's why you hired them to bring their ideas, to bring their way of working to the fore to be successful. Janine brings us nicely on to the espresso round now where the questions are short, sharp and straight to the point. So you've got your uh, honey latte there. Are you ready for the espresso round?
0: I'm ready. The espresso round.
1: What would be the one recommendation you have for a leader coming to interview there at HNI?
0: I think it's super important at this leadership level that you ask us about our skeletons. Every yeah. company has skeletons. And I would rather be completely open and honest with that candidate, especially at that leadership level, than have them come in and be surprised. And then we just start off on the wrong foot. That would yeah. be the worst case scenario. I'm surprised at how many you know, in that leadership level come to interview and they don't ask the deep questions. And that kind of tells me something about them right there. Every individual should ask about the company's skeletons. And if the company isn't open about it, then you've got to kind of wonder, what are they hiding?
1: Especially at that level, it's normally a very big decision in somebody's life to make that move, take that opportunity. And certainly they want to, and they should want to have that full picture of what they're joining in. And I think it's only respectful for the company to honor that and to share that with them. So I think that's great advice. I'm sure you've been in many interviews across your career. Do you have one particular memorable moment or something that stands out to you across that time? You know, whether that was something particularly good, something funny, or maybe advice on how not to interview?
0: I could probably do a lot of knots. Don't yeah. do that, don't do that. With a 20 plus career in HR, I feel like I should have something that's sticking out. And I don't, I think the one thing that sticks out for me is that interviewing other individuals, like we're getting this chance to make a difference in someone's life by giving them a new opportunity that probably pays them more or gives more of a challenge. A story comes to mind where we have a producer here at H&I right now that we hired a few years back that I actually hired as an intern at my previous organization. And to see that come full circle, and like we were the ones that introduced him to insurance, it's been pretty cool to see those efforts come to fruition.
1: That's a really nice story. I'm, I'm not going to get out of here. Am I the worst thing that you've seen? You're going to keep that under wraps. Janine, in terms of bringing in that talent, be a lot of other HR leaders, HR executives listening to this podcast today, what would your one piece of advice be to them that you would have in terms of bringing in high quality talent into an insurance organization?
0: I think a couple of things, you know, I think it's important for you to start showing your culture with that first interaction. You know, look at the posting, look at the email conversations that you're having back and forth and really let them see what you're all about versus maybe being that stodgy, just posting the job description or what have you, because that will attract the people that you're trying to find. And then of course, be very transparent with them, communicate along the way. I hear so often with friends and family, like, I put my resume in and it must've went into the black hole because I didn't even hear anything. And I think we have to put ourselves in that other individual's shoes. They mm. interview with you today and each day them they're like, okay, did I rock it? Did I not rock it? Like what's going on? Like our eight hour day to them is like 24 hours. And yes. so I think if you can just really quickly follow up, even if it's like got nothing, but we still have you in the pipeline or what have you, just don't take too long to follow up with them. And really putting yourself in their shoes, I think, can help with that.
1: So key, because you never know as well when opportunities might come up again in the future for individuals yep. and also how they're going to react and how they're going to discuss that with colleagues and peers in the small world, isn't it? The insurance business. So you can very quickly build a reputation one way or the other. What would you say is the most important thing when selecting an external recruitment or search partner?
0: that they understand our business. I get so irritated when I get an email of, hey, saw your posting, I got a great candidate. And then they send somebody that is just meeting that what we're looking for. Insurance agency, I think is a unique in this subset industry within insurance and understanding how the sales and the producers and all of that works in understanding you know, the markets that you have available, whether you're in a very small agency, mid-size or large. And so just please, please, please understand our industry before reaching out.
1: Making sure that those companies really understand what you're doing and what you're looking to achieve as well its really, really key. In terms of technology, do you have any tools there that you're using that are working particularly well? Maybe a piece of tech, a hack or something like that that's helping you with those talent acquisition processes?
0: We have an applicant tracking system that you know, we could customize and really set up for us. So things are pretty automated now and pretty easy. Um, we've been in it for a few years, and it automatically posts to all the major job boards. So it's really streamlined that process for us yeah. very quickly.
1: We're almost at the end of our time today, Janine. Conversation has gone very, very quickly. And it's been great to find out more about H&I. Before we go there, do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners? And if there are some insurance executives, insurance leaders, maybe some brokers, some producers out there considering an opportunity and a considering H and I, what would be your message to them?
0: You know, you want maybe just a different environment that has that innovation, definitely growing and going to continue to grow at a fast pace. Course has a culture that's going to treat you like kind of the expertise, the expert or expertise that you have coming in. And we're not going to micromanage that. I think we have a spot for you. While it might not be posted, we have actually what's called Talent Network out there. If you're interested in us, hit us up, put your resume in there, and we'll contact you. And we talk with everybody. There isn't anyone that we're going to turn away because you never know where that's going to lead. The world is small, right? and so you just don't know what new opportunity or future opportunity that you might have that that person could slide into.
1: I do urge anyone out there today, if you are considering an opportunity and you like the sound of the culture, the opportunity to really take personal ownership for your career and your role and for your success there, both individually, but taking part in the success of the business as well, urge you to reach out to Janine and also to the HR and careers page there at h and Janine, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been fantastic to have you join us on the show. it been really interesting to hear about your career and also sounds like a very unique company to be a part of and some unique opportunities there as well. So thank you for joining us.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. It's been great getting to talk with you and learn more about yourself and listening to your podcast, listening to all the other amazing individuals that are doing such neat things in the insurance industry.
1: And we've got so much that we can share. And learn together from which is why we did it thank you janine catch up with you soon
0: thank you for listening to the insurance coffee house with nick hoadley join us next time for another episode packed with insights and advice for senior leaders c-suite executives and ambitious insurance professionals stream all episodes at insurance-search.com